for the first down and still on his feet. RG3 is going to outrace everybody. Roethlisberger looks, crosser, grab, he caught it, fights to the goal line, breaks the plane, touchdown Pittsburgh! That might win them the division! And the handoff to Tomlinson, left side, and he will gallop into the end zone! Charger fans are witnesses to history! Welcome in <clears throat> to the Blitz Podcast. It's been a minute, boys. It's been about, uh two weeks since our last podcast um coming off the backs of uh finals prep final papers and then final exams just last week uh but all that shit's finished up me and Jaden both in the state of maryland which hasn't been the case for a minute now uh but yeah man how's it feel to be uh back home ready to talk some football yeah, uh, feels good to be finally done. Can put a little bit more focus onto this again. Um, been a little lax day school with the content on Instagram as well as the podcast and stuff, but hopefully we can uh, make it up to you, everybody, with a little bit more content over the Christmas break. Yeah, period. for sure. I saw uh, saw that passing yards, the passing yards graphic that was released yesterday. So that was cool. Uh, release another playoff. Um, all the teams still in it as far as mathematically goes uh, for the playoffs. Um, so, otherwise known as a playoff pictures, in case you've never heard of that. Um, but, yeah, I'm excited to talk some football, but it has been another two weeks since we did our last power rankings. So, uh, me and Jaden are going to be kind of shooting from the hip uh, for this episode, but I'm looking forward to diving into it, man. Um, before we really get started, I just want to say a shout-out, Mitchell McDonald, for this dope-ass Brian Robinson black commander's jersey, dude. Check it out, check it out, check it out. Oh, shit. Taking my uh, headphones with me. Hold on. Ready, ready? Can you see the back? Yeah, I can see the back. Our audio listeners must really enjoy this content. It's a dope-ass black colorway commander's jersey. That's Brian Robinson, a.k.a. the man who got shot twice and still managed to become our RB1 heading into that back half of the season. So, yeah. All right, man. Now that I got to flex my jersey a little bit, let's uh, recap some of the major uh, shit that has happened in weeks 14 and 15 so we can put these power rankings together to the best of our ability. So, Starting out with uh, the Bills beat the Jets um, in week 14. Uh, The Texans barely beat, or the Cowboys barely beat the Texans, um, which was definitely something to talk about, especially considering what the Cowboys did this past week. And, dude, we had them hit, too. That looks so bad. (laughs) Phew. Uh, But, yeah, uh, Lions continue to roll, beat the Vikings. Um, the Jags beat the Titans, so the Titans are definitely going to be down there for sure. Uh, the Eagles smacked the Giants, so that kind of knocks the Giants down a decent amount. Um, the Bucks are dead, absolutely dead. They're deceased. They're not coming back. Uh, the 49ers smacked them in Week 14, and they didn't show up in Week 15 either. Uh, the Seahawks are another team that we've been high on that have kind of started to take a downfall over the past two weeks. They lost to the Panthers in week 14 and but yeah a lot of shit as i've said has happened over these past two weeks um i know i was reading through everything but um we all know what happened go ahead and look at your uh, espn app as i'm doing right now 
recap the past two weeks. Um, but yeah, definitely a lot of movement to be done here. Uh, so, what you thinking, man? What's the move? I think the Eagles stay All at right. one, probably. See, now that's that's a toughie. Because you've also got to think, had we not got the news about Jalen Hurts, for sure they'd be sitting at one. They haven't lost since we lasted our power rankings. They've you know won in dominating fashion in both games. But the... Hurts injury obviously changes that. Now, does it change at the point where we move them out of one? Because you got to think the Cowboys, obviously, they're coming down a little bit. The Chiefs have not looked fantastic over the last few weeks. Uh, the Bills have looked pretty good, but not as dominant as we'd hoped. And the Bengals are also probably in that mix as well, where we'd feel like, you know, maybe we want to put them up there. If he's just missing this week, then I'd feel a lot better. And even if he doesn't, they're going to lock up the one seed throughout one of these. All they've got to do is win one game. If a team's going to lose a quarterback, you don't feel as bad if you're going to Gardner Minshew. But he does not offer what Jalen Hurts offers in the running game, which is a lot of what is keeping him in the MVP conversation on a week-to-week basis. So what are your thoughts on keeping the Eagles there, even with Hurts yeah. in or out? So I think looking back at these past two weeks um, – the Bills have really looked impressive. Like, I know that we said, like, I mean, they weren't looking as impressive uh, before these two weeks. Obviously, we put them at four. That's still pretty damn good, obviously. But in the past few weeks, they beat the Jets, a team that we had at the top of Tier 2, and then they beat the Dolphins. And I know the Dolphins have lost two in a row, one coming against the Chargers. Um, but, I mean, that was a tooth-and-nail kind of game, and the Bills were able to grind it out at home. Um, so they've won two in a row. I know Kansas City also done the same, but they they went to OT with the Texans. They have sneaked. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't say sneaked by against Denver, but they definitely sneaked by against Houston, which is a lot worse. So Casey is definitely out of consideration for this one spot in my mind. I would say the teams that I'm thinking about putting up here is obviously Philly, uh, Buffalo, and then Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati has a claim to this spot, man. They've looked really good over the last few weeks. They go they go down 17 nothing, flip the switch in the second half, and I think they beat the Bucks by 20, maybe 17. Um, like like it was nothing. They just came out and dominated a team. And obviously, you know, the Bucks have not been as impressive as we hoped they would be. But yeah, they beat the Bucks by 11. They beat the Browns in dominating fashion. Um, the week prior to that they've won six in a row now they've won eight of their last nine i don't think it's crazy to say we could put them here i really don't man they've looked awesome yeah like i mean we put them at five prior to that and they have had two in a row i think okay i think buffalo i think buffalo cincy and philly is our one two three in some order okay i'm i'm thinking buffalo should be in that top spot personally okay then philly then cincy is that where yeah mm. i don't know maybe since belongs to two like i know that they definitely have a conversation for one but i mean jalen hurts is going to be because the like i said and if I, he didn't get injured power rankings this late like power rankings in week 17 week 18 when teams are starting to be like okay well we're, we're especially with a team like the eagles who they could you know, like we said, they can win one more game and sit the re- their starters for the rest of the year. Obviously, if they, like we know, in week 17, they say, well, all right, well, we're sitting Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, Miles Sanders, Devontae Smith. 
realistically, we're, we're probably dropping the Eagles down into tier two because on a weekly basis, that team's not going to win very many games, but we know what they're capable of when they put the players on the field. So it's a little tough right now. You know how valuable like Jalen Hurts is I to think that they team, should... though. Like, he was a clear-cut MVP. Oh, for sure. He's valuable to my fucking fantasy team, too. So this was, that was a shot in the heart on Monday afternoon. Like, he finished the game, never left or anything. And then all of a sudden, it's just, oh, Jalen Hurts might miss the rest of the year with a separated throwing shoulder. I was like, oh, okay. No That's point. not good. Um, Yeah. But, man, this is... This is tough. We haven't had, I don't think we've had this top. much conversation yeah. at the one spot in at least a month or so, mm-hmm. just because Philly's been rolling. Uh, I mean, the 49ers really do have a claim to a top three spot, man. Again, I am about as big of a Niners enthusiast as you're going to find. But we need to see more from Brock Purdy. We need to see more games where he's playing in. Obviously, he, he was a seventh round quarterback for a reason i really do think that i know that i know seventh round pick but what the 49ers it's a plug and play quarterback system and honestly i don't think we've ever seen that before like where it's that efficient that you could just plug in anybody i i agree i agree and yeah that's the thing that's why i've loved it this Niners team the whole way was, you know, Shanahan's scheme and that group of playmakers and that defense playing at the level that they are. I do think that they deserve to be around four or five. Um, I do think it's a conversation. It's really between Kansas, Kansas City are four and five. I think that's we, our top three is good. Kansas City and San Francisco are four, four and five. It's just kind of what order we want to put them in. How much stock do we put into the Chiefs struggling against the Texans, but I feel like the Chiefs have done this every year where they, you know, they have a hiccup or two games worth of hiccups in the middle of the the end of the year where we're like, oh my God, Chiefs are falling apart. And then they roll right into the playoffs and play as well as we expected them to. So I'm not going to knock them too hard here. We are moving them down to four. So I feel like that's kind of punishment enough. I think the the Niners should be at five though, without a doubt. Um, because I haven't seen anything Dallas, Miami, Minnesota to show me anything otherwise. Um, and they're going to be a really interesting conversation. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, yeah, I'm cool with this top five. Uh, Bills, Bengals, Eagles, Chiefs, and Niners to start us off. Uh, but then we fall into a really interesting conversation because, I mean, the Cowboys basically have lost two weeks in a row. Uh, they almost lost to the Texans, and then they lost in dramatic fashion to the Jaguars. And, dude, I mean, it's almost about time for me to receive some of my flowers, man. I think, like, Dak is not that guy. Dak is not that guy. Uh, I'm not the only one saying it anymore. I think you might need to slow down on the flower talk. Uh, he's not played well. I'll give you that much. He's not, but uh, I mean, are we really going to blame that the interception that he had at the end of the game on him? Like, is that 100% his fault? It went off yeah, of Noah but... Brown to the other player. And, we're, and we're talking about it because that happened. I don't think we'd be talking about his interception numbers, even if he was still leading the league. If, if that interception, if he catches that, that ball or if he drops that ball because they lost and they almost lost to the Texans the week before. 
and he throws the game, you know, the interception that cost him the game. So now we're all like, oh my God, Dak sucks. He's not in the Mahomes tier. Like, that's not what anybody's saying here. But I'm not going to say that it's Cooper Rush time either. Like, I know you are going to be clamoring for. I mean, I know that it's not the 49er system, but with the weapons that are around that quarterback, man, whoever it is, like, you've got a dominant run game right now, which they haven't been using the past couple weeks. And maybe that's more of an explanation as to why. It's been, but when you put it on Dak's shoulders, he chokes. Like, when you... And the other thing is... Go ahead. The Cowboys' defense has not been playing as well as they had been for many weeks prior to this. I mean, just last week, you know, Jags put up 34 points, and then this other six that was the deciding factor was obviously the defensive scoring. The Texans scored 23. Um, They did play very well against the Colts, but... It's not looked good these last two weeks, and for that reason, the offense has had to kind of pick it up a little bit. And yeah, Dak should be performing better than he is, especially with all the money that he's getting paid um, to perform and should be able to carry the load whenever his defense isn't playing well. But I, I'm i not going to put this all on Dak, but as a whole. So I think, do we agree Cowboys, Vikings, and Dolphins should still be here in this tier one? Like, let's, let's think about that first, because I wanted to move, honestly, like I had thoughts of moving all three of them. Like when I think about this on Sunday or Monday morning, whatever, and there's no team that I'm like, yeah, they need to move up. Cause you think Jets lost, Titans lost, Lions won. I'll give you that. But I don't know if I'm ready for that conversation yet. Well, I think we'll, we'll get to them in a minute, but they'll probably be at nine. If you know, in my opinion, they'll probably be at nine. Seattle, no. Commanders, no. And then we're we're really moving backwards. But so they they probably deserve. There's one team that is yeah. pretty low on this list that has won two in a row, and has a franchise quarterback. Oh, I know. And yeah. Oh, I know. He's the the. It's it's rough. You know why? Because what did we say <laughs> last time we did these power rankings? What did I we forgot. say? We said we we cannot and will not. Buy into the Chargers again. And we need to hold ourselves accountable to do so. And I was sitting there, because like like I said, on Sunday, I'll sit here and I'll think to myself, like, okay, well, how, how's this team going to move in the power rankings? And I'm like, man, I don't feel good about any of these other teams. There's a certain team sitting down there at 21 that Mitchell McDonald so graciously pointed out a week after, or two weeks after the power rankings came out, that uh, doesn't feel no. like they belong there right now. And of course, it's that team that we said we will never, ever believe in again because of how many times they, they beat the us. Titans last week. Now, and then the week before that, they beat the Dolphins. Two very solid wins. And they have been looking better. Like, I mean, let me look. They've won three in a row then, haven't they? Because they beat the Cardinals yeah, so the week me... before that, right? Oh, uh, they lost to the Char- or the Raiders the week before that. So, they beat the Dolphins... When did they play? Dude, they sounds like they played yeah. the Cardinals like they, last week four or weeks two ago. weeks ago. Okay, just four weeks. Okay, so it was a month. Yeah. Damn, man, time is time is moving, man. That does not feel. That feels like it was like last week. I know. Wow. Anyway, do they do um, they belong in that? Can you bump them up to tier is, one? Like, can you? Okay, so 
the question then right. becomes who's moving out. I feel like at this point, if somebody's moving out for LA, it's got to be Miami, right? Because Minnesota, while they did like first half, I was like, yeah, Vikings are tier three. Like as a joke, I wasn't going to move the Vikings tier three, but I'm like, yeah, they're fucking frauds. But when you really sit down and think about it, then it was like kind of like quicksand where they have a pick and then they, the Colts go down and score. Well, then because of that, we got to go for it on fourth and something. And then they don't get it. And the Colts go down and score. Oh, shit. We just run a fake punt. They go down and score. And all of a sudden, they're down by 30. But then they're just like, okay, well, we're not going to do that anymore. And then they just go score like 30-something unanswered and have the biggest comeback in NFL history. And then Dallas, we've seen what they're capable of. You know, very close game this week against a surging Jacksonville team. But Miami has not been the last few weeks. Um They've dropped three in a row, three in a row now. Mm-hmm. Now they get the Packers on Christmas Day and New England and New York, the Jets, to finish the season. Good Lord. Um, the offense did look better against Buffalo, but the defense didn't. Defense has been the problem for the last few weeks. Um, and Tua, I will say that Tua doesn't look as good as he did to start the year. For sure. Like, Oh, no. He's been like, struggling a lot lately, and he kind of looks a little frazzled back there. Like, he looks, like, antsy well, trying to make a play. And the whole thing, yeah, the whole thing with, like, this offense is unstoppable, and it feels like there's always somebody open that was really pushing them to those wins when they were on that, I think it was a five-game win streak. Um, It's gone. Like, that that feeling of, like, oh, my God, they, they never have – anybody covered like it feels like Tyreek's open every time they throw it that's gone I don't know if teams have gotten you know hip to it I think that it's teams starting to cover the middle of the field a lot more and you're forcing to it to throw to the outside a lot more and that kind of ruins or not ruins but throws off their scheme a little bit but they've been I'm sitting here looking at their like results for the season very streaky Started off the season with three straight wins, then three straight losses, then five straight wins, and now three straight losses. So, you could predict that, you know, we see a win streak coming and they carry that into playoffs, or you could see this maybe faltering a little bit. I don't know. I think I'm ready to move the Chargers into Tier 1, and I'm probably going to move the Dolphins down. Wow. As crazy as it is. And... Well, I mean, and you know what? This is our last time. We get a pass. This is our one pass. All right. We literally said we would hold each other accountable. This is, this is our cheat day. This is and we're like day. both supporting each other. Like, moving. God damn it, this, bro! Fuck Fucking them, hell! Man. God, I hate them. all the way up. Cause and watch, watch this, dude. Next week they'll they'll get like their shit kicked in. They'll they'll like look absolutely atrocious this week against the Colts. With no Jonathan Taylor and Nick Foles at starting quarterback. And that goes without Yeah, that's gonna goes oh, without saying buddy, that's gonna happen. But the other thing that the other thing that makes me want to move the charges up is you look at their re- schedule rest of season. Colts, Rams, Broncos. That's three very, very winnable mm-hmm. games for the Chargers. Mike Wells back, Keenan's back, fully so, healthy now. Like And Bosa's I think Bosa's starting to practice a little bit if not he's getting ready to start practicing so everybody except for um Rashawn Slater is going to be back here in the next few weeks um provided they stay healthy and we'll finally get to see so excited like and as much as we shit on the charges I fucking love Justin Herbert so I'm so excited to see him in the playoffs um 
if they can hold on that, here. Uh, so yeah, I think kind of eight. Did you see that? Uh, there was a clip of Justin Herbert after uh, their dub against, I believe, it was the Seahawks. Um, uh, Brandon Staley was like, "You guys get a victory Monday," and everybody's like, "Oh!" And Justin Herbert, being like the respectable sportsman that he is, he's like. Uh, not really though. Like we still have lift and stuff. And Staley's like, no, we're not lifting tomorrow. And Herbert just looks like sad. <laughs> like <laughs> he wanted to put in work on a Monday after getting the dub. Oh, he's a cool guy, Justin. He's he's so funny though. Yeah. Um. All right. So are we happy with this tier one? I think I'm. Yeah, I think I'm good. This is our cheat day. Like twenty spots. Like almost basically. Yep. I mean, that's they, they scaled the damn. I mean, this is what happens when you don't do podcasts for two weeks. They you have teams like scaling the damn thing here, and we're going to talk about another team that's scaling the damn rankings ladder here. I think I it's Jacksonville just Jaguars. That, dude. Just thinking that. I think, dude. So I was watching uh It's Just Football, which is a PFF like daily show type situation, um, and they had the conversation of if you were like. Madden franchise style, starting a franchise, and you had the choice of any quarterback. How many quarterbacks do you pick before Trevor Lawrence? Mm. Like a fantasy and draft? Who are they? Because so, like you're starting a franchise, all the quarterbacks are available. How many? Like, what is the point where you'd be like, all right, we're picking Trevor Lawrence after these guys are gone? Because my list is probably Mahomes. Allen, Burrow, Herbert. That might be it. I'd probably starting franchise. Like right now, I'd say probably Lamar's probably better. I'd say that Jalen Hurts is probably playing better at least. But starting a franchise, like we saw all the stuff that he had coming out, all the tools. He was, you know, put together the best college career that we've seen since Andrew Luck, was the best prospect we've seen since Andrew Luck. And the first year he got that, that whole reputation got taken away because he was coached by Urban Meyer and their whole franchise was a train wreck. So now that that's gone, we're starting to see it. Like since week nine, we saw best completion percentage, best QB rating, best touchdown interception ratio. And they're going to have a chance to sneak into the playoffs here because the Titans fumbling their season away. They're sitting at seven and seven. Now Ryan Tannehill, I saw a report today that says he might be done for the year. With which means if they've got Malik Willis and that limited of a passing offense, I can't see them winning another game. I really can't with how poor he looked against Kansas City and that, you know, obviously one Their game defense can't size, do it but anymore. I just, I can't win again. And yeah, and Jacksonville, now Jacksonville's only a game behind him. And we're setting ourselves up for week 18, Jacksonville versus Tennessee, potentially for the division, if Jacksonville hasn't already wrapped it up by then. Like that, that's yeah. a real possibility. So, um, We'll see here, but I think Jacksonville's definitely moved themselves into tier two, as well as the Ravens. Uh, um, it hasn't been super inspiring, so, but I, but listen, listen, 17 might be a bit because you got to think, all right, teams were moving down. We're moving down the Raiders. We're Patriots. We're probably moving down the Bucks. Like all those Seahawks. teams got to come down into tier two, in my opinion. Seahawks might be coming or into tier three. Seahawks might be coming down into tier three. Titans. Ravens are still nine and five. 
Uh, yeah. If Tannehill's done for the year, I mean, Tan- the Titans are tier yeah. three. I Can think. we have a quick, we'll, we'll get quick to that. Yeah, talk about uh, the Lions? Um, they're balling out. I mean, also, they beat the dog shit out of the Jags three weeks ago. Uh, they put 40 points up on them. And oh, yeah. the Jags have played really well since then. But, I mean, this Lions team is fucking here to stay. Like, I said, like, golf is not a worthless piece of shit, man. Like, I've been a, I've been an advocate for golf. And I've been an advocate for T-Law. Like, I feel like, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I feel like I said, like, his rookie season starts this year. Like, it's it, you have to wipe out all of last year because of Urban Meyer. His development didn't really start. So, now that you... I fully agree with you. I love... I love T-Law, obviously, like everyone else on planet Earth. I loved him coming out. I thought he was very comfortably QB1. Um, and I really was hoping that they'd do a little bit more to surround him with talent. Obviously, they've done that in the form of Calvin Ridley, who we won't see till this time next year, which is so exciting. I'm so excited to see how that works out. And they still, you know, might be able to take a solid receiver in the first round. Um but yeah, but what are, so what are what, we uh, what I was saying was golf. Go back golf has been awesome. Like I mean, he's been he was a franchise quarterback at one time in this league. Like he was balling out for the Rams in his well, prime. And he was he was a number one overall pick at one time in this league. I don't know if after that season where you were like, okay, he's a rookie, give him time. I don't know if he was ever a franchise quarterback because yeah, I think there's a reason why they moved on from. Golf is because he wasn't really getting it done. It was also, did lead, I wanna, he did lead we'll, him to a we'll Super get Bowl. Get to this in a little bit. He did lead him to a Super Bowl. That's true, but you know they also had the number one defense that year and a nice group of playmakers. But we'll. I want to talk about the Rams in a little bit. I know there's not a whole lot of like actual football to discuss with them, but I want to talk about some other. Uh, I want to talk about McVay. I want to have a like legit conversation about what does he even do. Um, but. Do the Lions belong ahead of the Dolphins? I don't know if I'm ready for that. Yeah, I'm, I'm cool with having them at 10 for sure. Um, and I'm really cool with that order that we have right now. The Jets, uh, hopefully Mike White can get his shit together so I can stop watching that fucking Mormon throw the ball 80 yards over Garrett Wilson's head. I'm so fucking tired of him, dude. He is so bad. Like, it's like funny, like, but like to sit back and actually watch a Jets game he is awful. not funny, haha. Like he's funny. legitimately terrible. Weird. <laughs> yeah, no. Funny dog shit. He sucks, dude. Like he's awful. I don't know what his problem is, but he's terrible. Cause he's got the talent. Like he he's got a good arm. He moves well in the pocket. He doesn't sense pressure well, but he moves well when he does. And he's just like inaccurate as shit. He's mental. Totally is mental now. I don't get it. I, I'm I like I don't know why they didn't start Flacco. I legitimately don't know why they didn't start they, Flacco. Like Garrett Wilson did get some creds to Zach Wilson after the game uh, this past week. He was like that boy balled out. Um, but they ended, did end up losing. Was he was he playing in that game? Was he or was did he like check any game film on that before he made that statement? Because uh, he was not in fact balling. He was pretty fucking yeah. terrible this past week. Wow, I just, I'm going to have to really uh, check the not for kids box on this one. I just for that little Zach Wilson rant there. <laughs> I'm not gonna. Fair. I'm not gonna be able to sneak this past the algorithm this week. Hate to see. Um, but 
Yeah, um, I'm probably going to leave the Jets right there. Like, I think followed by the Jags. I agree. And then... I agree. I know, I know the Commanders just lost the Giants at home, but we did get fucking absolutely robbed. That was probably the worst officiating game that I've seen in a long time, that I've watched in primetime, at least. Like, that was horrific. It was... Yeah, it was not good. Oh, it was it was bad. Like I'm usually like gonna sit here and make fun of you because you guys lost. Um, you guys got screwed. I I like a on the illegal formation and then again on the pi. Like you don't like they say like the refs don't want to make that call there, but then you call an illegal formation on some bullshit right. like that. And then you don't give them the makeup call there on the pi. Like. If, if even in your head you gotta be like, man, we did kind of screw them over there because they had the touchdown. So you're probably like got your whistle in your mouth, waiting for any kind of contact. Absolutely nothing. That was terrible. Uh, the Commanders mm -hmm. for sure should have won that game. They did because they outplayed that. That's what makes me so mad. Like I don't know. I can't stand. I don't know. The Giants did. Kate Von Thibodeau good. and Saquon Barkley looked good. That. That's it. The team didn't look good at all. Like. Those two individual players look fantastic. And I give credit. Congrats to Saquon, Kayvon, and the guys wearing the striped shirts. Those are the guys that won the game. Like, I can't... If I were a Giants fan, I wouldn't even feel good about that. Like, that's not a... That wasn't a win. Like, I can't... Like you said, we outcompete the team. We won. And, like, I can't... This was... I've never had this happen with the okay. Commanders where we got so... Badly robbed at such a crucial time for us, too, man. Like, we can't lose. Like, that puts it with the Lions sinking up on us now. Like, that puts us in a really tough spot. And I can't believe it. Like, Terry, I don't know if anybody saw the clip. He literally checked twice with the ref to see if he was lined up in the right spot. And he still unzipped his pocket and fucking threw that flag. I can't believe it. But I would probably put them behind the Jacks, to be honest. Commanders, yeah, no, I'm fine with moving them in front of Tennessee. I think I'd rather, I, like you said, I'd rather have Jacksonville in front of Washington at this point. And with that win, though, I do think the Giants deserve to move back up into tier two. Um, we haven't been super high on them this year. However, they're now at eight and five. It's not like they like got absolute complete luck. Because in the same breath, like, wow, yeah, you guys did get screwed. You're down eight, so. Not only do you have to score the touchdown there, you got to get the two. Then you go to overtime. Who happens there? Calls. There was there was three. So call the PI calls that should have been clearly called that were past their thirty in their territory. Like, right. Ryan, but you are a Commanders fan. You're right. So, You're right. But we gotta we gotta take your take your burgundy but, glasses off, my friend, or your maroon glasses Giants. off. Did lose forty-eight to twenty-two to the Eagles the week prior, in which in the third quarter Gardner Minshew entered the game. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Well, that was bad. All right. Well, all right. So we've got the top five yeah. of this tier two. Since we've talked about moving up the Giants, we've talked about moving up the Ravens. We now have about 12 to 13 teams sitting here in Tier 2. We've got to make some tough choices. Let's get those out of the way first. So who's coming out of Tier 2? Yep. I think the Bucks have to come out of Tier 2. And 
even though they won, I think the Raiders have to come out of tier two. And honestly, I wouldn't even be opposed to the Patriots coming out of tier two as well, because they shouldn't have lost that game the way that they did, but they still didn't look good. And the Raiders shouldn't have won that game the way that they did. And they didn't look good either. So it's, and there was kind of a weird spot. The Raiders Um, got absolutely, or they lost to the Rams, Baker Mayfield in his first start. Yeah. And the week before the Patriots did beat Arizona, but what is, you know, Kyler Murray goes down on the third snap of the game and Patriots schedule is probably only matched with the Bengals schedule for the rest of the way. As far as toughest goes, Patriots have Cincinnati, Miami, Buffalo, next three games, and they're currently sitting at the eight spot, if I'm not mistaken, in the playoff picture. Yes, they're sitting at eight with three games against playoff teams, two of which are division leaders at this current point in time. Um, I don't really think that they win again, um, which would effectively eliminate them from the playoffs. So I would probably have in tier three. I would move the Giants up. I think, and the Raiders are a tough spot. You know another team that's about to go ahead, about to uh, scale these power rankings. I feel like them Carolina Panthers. Oh dear, them Carolina Panthers. Scale, scale. Let's scale. No, they might move out of tier four, but they're not going to scale anything. They're not going into tier two. Oh, <laughs> they just lost to they Pittsburgh. Did. Now Pittsburgh does have. Uh, they've been, uh, they're starting to come towards back 500 now, like, in the past, what, like, five weeks, the Steelers have, I mean, I'll, I'll fight for your Steelers, man. They've won their last four, they lost to the Ravens in a game that they win with, you know, most average human beings playing quarterback. Um, Beat the Colts, lost to the Bengals, lost to the Falcons. I'm not ready to, I don't think they deserve to scale into tier two. This um, is hard. But, uh, it was, oh my God, we haven't talked about the Ravens game. Dude, that was so frustrating. That was probably the most frustrated I've been with the Steelers in a while, just because they were in the red zone twice. They were in the Ravens side of the field four times and came away with zero points, three picks and a blocked field goal. And we lose by two points to Anthony Brown when they, they literally ran the ball. I think Anthony Brown came in. About midway through the second quarter, he threw five passes. And we lost. So fucking tough. But we also have a talk um, about, like, I know you want to move the Ravens up, but what the fuck happened in the Browns game? That was some of the worst football I might have ever seen. Well, okay, so the thinking that we've had with the Ravens for a little bit was that Tyler Huntley could come in and somewhat replicate what they do with Lamar you know, a little bit more quick hitting passing as opposed to less, you know, dynamic running ability that Lamar uh, has. And that's not the case, really. He looked pretty bad over the last two weeks, even when he was playing in the Pittsburgh game. He didn't look very good. Lamar missed practice again today. So I don't know if we can expect him back. And if we can't expect him back next week, they got Atlanta with Desmond Raffel. Um,
I'm kind of losing where we're at in this conversation right now because we're like bouncing between the Ravens. We were talking about Ravens. Like nine other teams. Let's solidify tier two. Okay. I think the two teams that I think the Seahawks definitely should be moved down. Uh, they've lost two in a row. Like they're, I mean, they have lost two in a row, right? Well, okay. So who, who replaces them in tier three? That's the real question. Because we have to have somebody to I place th- them with within reason. I think that the Giants and the Packers both move up. In front of Seattle and yes. New England? And just basically, I might put the Packers in front of the Giants, to be honest with you. Like, I mean, this Packers team, now with Christian Watson playing the way that he's playing, becoming a solidified dude, like, this Packers team, they aren't mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, man. They could deal still. They need a little yeah, bit. Yeah, they need a little bit for sure, but... They convincingly beat the Rams on Monday. And then the week before that, they uh, they had their bye, which they benefit from in our <laughs> history. Uh, but they smacked the hell out of the Bears in week 13. Um, in week week before that, they only lost by seven to the Eagles. Um, I know a touchdown came late, but they did play them pretty close for most of the game. So... I don't know. As I'm talking about it, maybe the Giants are ahead of the Packers. I think we should keep Seattle in Tier 2. Mm. Um, they haven't looked good as of late. I don't think we can do that, man. But, and the thing, that's, the thing that scares me about them and the reason why I would want to move them down is it kind of feels like they're running out of magic. Like, kind of in a similar way that the Giants have over the last month and a half or so since they were what six and one to start the year and they just just feels like what they're doing isn't working anymore and they don't really have the skill level to move anywhere else it's kind of how it feels with seattle um now they've got more talent uh at least on the offensive side of the ball than i think the giants do uh they haven't really had kenny walker at full capacity in the last two weeks and that i would say contributes to their two losses uh, over the last two weeks. Yeah. They lost two weeks ago, right? Yeah. But they lost... My time perception. They lost uh, They lost to the Panthers two weeks ago. Right. Yeah, that was the... That was rough. And, okay, um, if you look at what they've done over the past five weeks, man. They lost to the Bucks, who we know are certifiably dead now. Uh, they lost to the Raiders, who were about to call dead now, in overtime. Uh, at home. Uh, they lost to the Panthers at home, and they lost to the 49ers at home. That's not a Tier 2 team. Ooh, and they got the Chiefs this week. That's not a Tier 2. Geno Smith, it was a great story. It's a great story, but it's over. Yeah, but... It's over, dude. It's not over. <laughs> Stop it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and move, do a little movie. Go ahead. It is what it is, man. All right, Seattle 17. Seattle 17. <laughs> Seattle 17. Okay. And I think the Ravens need to be in front of the Patriots. God, man. Because I do think that they can beat Atlanta with no Lamar. I know that they, you know, looked awful and scored three points last week. But they also had Justin Tucker... Uh, well, he missed one field goal, had a field goal blocked. They're probably a little bit closer in that game, and that is like a 
it's a 1% chance that he misses a field goal in any game. It's like a 1% of that that he misses two. So yeah, I don't, I don't think he's missed two in five or six years, something like that. So where do we want to put the Browns though? Like yeah. I, no, I don't think, I don't think we, Oh no, I, I think the Browns are perfectly fine where they're at. I don't feel better. I don't feel good about moving them up. I don't feel good about moving them down. 22 feels like the sweet spot for them. Um, Watson maybe getting his feet under him a little bit, but not mm-hmm. really. I mean, they scored 13 points last week. It's not like they came out and torched the Ravens. Um, I think for us to start talking about the Browns being legit, it might be next year. Like, I, I just don't think there's enough time for Watson to get ready again. Just for us to, like, say that they can, you know, even be anything more than, like, playing spoiler at this point. Um, yeah, it's, it's probably just going to be next year for Cleveland, and it sucks because, you know, you were hoping that you would come out of the season with, like, okay, well, we found a, you know, we found a David Bell in the draft, and he looks like he might be a solid wide receiver, too, or something like that, and you've kind of walked away with more holes. You feel like, man, we really need another receiving option outside of Amari Cooper. We really might need to work patch up on offensive lines, but we really need to work on this defense. And you've got no money. You got no draft picks to do so whatsoever. So it's going to be a lot of, a lot of precise drafting that you're going to need from Cleveland. And you knew that when you made this move, when you make a trade for a guy like Deshaun Watson with that amount of capital, you know that, look, we've got to nail these second, third, fourth round picks. If we want to stay competitive throughout the length of this contract, because we can't get the top guys because we, you know, we gave them all to get this Sean Watson fellow who's looked yeah. kind of shitty. They're not even came back, so. so not. Oh, I, yeah, well, they're not mathematically eliminated. There's four teams tied at six and eight, so they're twelfth, but like they're one weird thing away from happening to like getting like to eight or nine. So, AFC playoff picture is weird. I saw dogs. Uh, graphic today and it showed all of the AFC teams quarterbacks every single one of them was a first round pick and then for the NFC teams it's like Jalen Hurts second round pick Kirk Cousins fifth round pick Brock Purdy last pick Tom Brady sixth round pick Dak fourth round pick Daniel Jones was the sixth pick and then Taylor Heineke was undrafted like (laughs) what that's like very very weird parallels going on there and even if you look to eight Mac Jones first round pick Jets first round pick Trevor Lawrence, first-round pick. And then you go to eight with Seattle. They've got Geno Smith, who was a second-round pick. And then you're looking at Lions-Packers. But weird how all the first-round pick quarterbacks yeah. from the AFC. Because the AFC sucked so, for so long, and now it's, over like, overloaded. Well, this was, yeah, like, this was the year where we're like, dude, the NFC is going to be terrible. And then, like, the Eagles emerged, the Vikings emerged. And honestly, teams like the Packers and Bucks, who we thought were going to be towards the top of that conference, have mm-hmm. not been there. Yeah, it's wild. All right. Uh, let's sort out the rest of this Tier 3. I'm cool with the Ravens being ahead of the Pats. To be honest, bro. Ah, dude. I, yeah, I was going to put the Steelers in front of the Raiders, but the Raiders did win. I know they shouldn't have won. They did win. They were going to go to overtime anyway. Yeah, so you're... And, like, what I was saying is... Because, like, I was, we had Levi there, a Patriots fan, and he was like, you know, that's so stupid. You know, we should have won that game. I was like, realistically, though, if the Patriots go to overtime and that offense looks like it did for the entirety of that, what are the odds that you win that game anyway? 
Like, yeah, and especially with the way their offense was playing, it wasn't drawn you know, up like what that. What are though. the like? Now, sh- should yeah, should you do what they did? Probably not. But like, okay, like let's uh, talk so about I'm it fine. real quick. Let's talk about that. Probably the worst play in NFL history. Uh, really quickly. Oh, it's gonna be up there. Yeah, like Jacoby Myers. In case you didn't see it in the last play, right before they go to overtime, uh, the pay Ramondre gets like probably 30, 40 yards on a run inside draw, and um, he ends up lateraling it backwards to Jacoby Myers, who runs back another ten yards or so, and then you got to think about what he's thinking here, man, like. The play doesn't call for a lateral at all, so you're freestyling now. And you look behind you why you would do that. Like, I mean, I know you have to do the backwards lateral, but instead, you try to flex that you were once a quarterback, and you throw it 30 yards in the wrong direction, basically reversing to what you were doing. Your quarterback. Yes, to the slowest guy on the field. You're restarting the play. And, I mean, oh, dude, like, who would, like, Mac Jones is the guy that you would least ha- want to have the ball. And to get it to him, you threw it 30 yards in the wrong direction. And the, wor- the worst part about the play, in my opinion, was Chandler Jones burying Mac Jones into the dirt. Like, yeah, you threw it backwards, but, like, I mean, we saw, like, Big Ben in, like, 05 tripped up that guy when he was the last man there. And Mac Jones just got fucking buried. But, like, Chandler Jones just took his helmet and slammed it into the ground. I mean... That was probably... And, like, it I is wish John Jones, we probably. had, like... Oh, I know. <laughs> but, like, I wish we... Like, you know how they have, like, the probability... The win probability charts that go from, like, play to play? I wish that I could see one that was, like, just that, that play. Like, when Ramondre goes up that field and starts, like, like he reaches the 20, like, what the probability is at at that point, and then when he throws it back to Jacoby Myers, and then when he throws it back to Chandler Jones, and then when Chandler Jones buries Mac Jones' face in the dirt. Like, how far does it just keep down? That would be a wonderful thing. Yeah, I'm sure you could probably go still look at ESPN and find it. Um, but, alright, man. Dude, I don't know if there's a ton of movement going on here. I might... I'm... Kind of want to put the Panthers behind the Steelers in front of the Browns. I'd probably put the Bucks in front of the Browns. No. I know the Bucks are dead, but the Browns suck. Also, the Cardinals got to go in yeah. the, the bottom half of Tier 5, so or Tier 4, so the Bucks are definitely moving up in that regard. So the Panthers right there. Um... Yeah, I mean, I guess I wouldn't put any of these teams. I mean, fuck. I know the Texans have lost two in a row, but those were some of the most spectacular losses that we've seen in a long time out of Houston. They probably, they don't deserve to move out of Tier 4, so, okay. Uh, I digress. Oh, yeah, I was... uh, I digress. I wouldn't even know if I'd be comfortable moving them out of 32, to be honest. I mean, look, like... Yeah, they're not. They're maybe not in a tier of their own anymore at the bottom. Like if we did like tiers that weren't just one, one, two, three, four. But this Broncos team sucks, though. <laughs> like yeah. they won on they won on Sunday. They did. And did they play was the it Cardinals? A, was it a huge accomplishment? Yeah. Was it a huge accomplishment? No. But they won. Texans didn't do that. And they haven't done that. 
in a very long time. <laughs> That's true. That's true. All right. Um, God, like the Bears. Like I know they almost beat the Eagles. Almost. That it was a close game for a while. They were in the lead. Yeah, but almost beat them. They were in the lead in like the third quarter. Yeah. Like I, I wouldn't say that they almost beat them. And then the week before, I don't, I don't remember what they did, but I'm pretty. Uh, okay, so Arizona needs to move into like the bottom two or three. Oh. With no Kyler, with no Colt McCoy this week, he's got a concussion. So you're looking at Trace McSorley. He was a train wreck. Um, and that we've talked about that roster at length already. That team is talentless outside of DeAndre Hopkins and Hollywood. So don't have their three starting corners for the next three, the next two weeks either. I don't think James Conner's back so that, though. That's fun. James Conner's back. Yeah. So don't. Yeah, that's a a thing. <laughs> um, I think. Uh, so yeah, I I guess we can. T- tier three is good. Uh, tier four, yeah, I'd take Chicago up. I'd move New Orleans up because Atlanta with Desmond Ritter does not seem to be very good. Um, and New Orleans beat. Atlanta this past I'm week. I'm sorry about all my Falcons talk, man. Sorry. Like, I was I was out yeah. my ass. Hey. I was out my ass, man. Happens to the best of us, I just man. want to take a minute to Happens say to best that best. I was huge on the Cardinals, or not the Cardinals, the other bird, the Falcons, for a long time in these power rankings. Mm-hmm. And I'm officially out. Call me quit. Um, But this is, this is it. This yeah. was the line. This was it. I watched them this week, and I was like... Like, it was just really bad football, man. Ritter, man, did not, Ritter did not look good. I thought it would be, I thought they'd try to protect him a little bit, some rollouts, shit like no, that. Sir. Who? Yeah. It, it was rough. Um, God. All right, now we arrange the shitty teams around. I mean, okay. The Broncos do deserve to be moved up because they played the Chiefs relatively close. Like, in comparison to what we thought mm-hmm. that they were going to do, they played them relatively close. Final score, 28-34, and, and they, they beat, beat the Cardinals. Cardinals. Yeah. I would say that they definitely – I would put the Cardinals at 31. I think our bottom three are Cardinals, Rams, Texans in some order. Well, realistically, the Texans are at 32, and then we just swap Cardinals, Rams around however we What have the Saints done the past two weeks? They beat Atlanta. Then they had a bye. Yeah, you're right. So – or they they had a bye and then they beat Atlanta, so. I mean, I would probably still put Chicago ahead of them just because of Fields and he's healthy. Oh yeah, I I would too. Chicago's looked a lot better, um, and again they're just trying to build off of find something to build with off this of. roster though. Um. Like, oh no, the rosters the roster for New Orleans. No, is I'm saying like Chicago's. They're the roster for Denver's. Is I'm saying like Chicago's. In comparison, Saints and Broncos, like with the rosters, I think the Broncos probably have a claim ahead of the Saints. But the Saints still have a shot at the division. That's the difference. Yeah, that's Connor. And I mean, the Broncos are eliminated yeah. from the playoffs. That's fair. So, okay. uh, I'm probably oh, um, no Jonathan Taylor for the rest of the year. Uh, I'm. Yeah, Nick Foles is starting on Sunday, by the way. I would. So, man, that 
bottom four. Oh my yeah. god. You you look everywhere. And dude, I think it was uh Skoranek and the starting center for the Rams also oh. now done for the season. This is like the, this is yeah. season from hell for the Rams. I mean, this is what's this your, is what uh, happens when you trade all your first round picks. What's your promo on for uh, a Super Bowl Sean McVay or non promo, I should say. What does he do? What does he even do? <laughs> like the whole thing is like, yeah, they've been successful. I honestly think it's just because he's young. Like everybody puts him in the top three or four because he's young and he's success. You got to think he had Jared Goff, who, you know, he wasn't, but with a group of playmakers around him and in structure, he's good enough. He's had Aaron Donald for the entire time that he's been in um, St. Louis slash LA. He's had Jalen Ramsey for at least half that time. That defense has had, I believe, a couple seasons where they've been the best defense in football. And they've, yeah, they've got a ring, but that team last year was really damn good. Like, I wouldn't say I would expect them to win a Super Bowl, but, you know, it. you had guys everywhere. What does he even do? Why is, why is he talked about in the same conversation with, like, a Kyle Shanahan who goes through eight quarterbacks a year and still has success with each and every because one of them? Because. Or LaBelichick, guys like McVay. that. McVeigh. Like, was the first to really start that air raid offense. Like, he was really the first one to be like, hey, I define but myself by the air raid. McVay's, McVay's scheme is like a wrinkle of Shanahan's scheme. Like, it's just it's just got a couple differences of Shanahan's mm. schemes. It's Shanahan's scheme. Nobody says, like, the Shanahan scheme, or nobody says the McVay scheme. It's the Shanahan scheme. Like, that's his thing. McVay just has his wrinkles in it. A lot less running. A lot less running. Yeah. But it's the same kind of ideology of right. how they get guys open. Which makes me just ask, I, what does he to even To play do? advocate for McVay, just a little bit. Like, the big thing before Stafford came into town was that, just give McVay a quarterback. Just give McVay a quarterback. Like, he's got J.R. Goff. Like, he can't do shit for him. And then once he got his quarterback, he was able to win a Super Bowl. You know, like, and he hasn't had his quarterback all year. I guess. And it's really easy for me to sit here and say that as they sit here with an offense that consists of and Baker Mayfield, nobody. Cam Akers, Tyler Higby. Um, can you name yeah, them? Tutu. Tutu Atwell. Um, and no Never. starting offensive lineman. Basically no defensive players either. It's really just Jalen Ramsey running around Bobby there. Bobby Wagner. So maybe I was a little misplaced. Yeah, B-Swags. Maybe I was a little misplaced there, but generally, I don't think he needs to be put in the same conversation as Shanahan. I, th I think this is just out of a place yeah. of love. No, and with that sentiment, I can get with. Because Shanahan is, he's the dude, man. I remember last year, dude, we were talking about maybe he needs to get canned. On the podcast. Like, that was a conversation that we had. You guys are Man, unreal. They sucked for a while. <laughs> like, there was there was a question of whether or not he should keep a job. And I wasn't the only one that brought it up. Like, I mean, it was being... That was mainstream discourse for a little bit. But, anyway, let's finish up this fucking shitty-ass last four. Uh, the Colts... I probably still put the Cardinals ahead of the Colts. Just because... All they really lost was Colt McCoy or Kyler Murray, and they have the rest of the offense around him. And then Colt McCoy. 
Yeah, uh, yeah. How long is Colt McCoy out for? Oh, Colt. I mean, he's got a concussion, so I think he's been ruled out for this week, and they have their first-round pick. I don't see any reason why they'd be playing to win those last two games, especially, like, right now, I think they're sitting at five. Like, if the Cardinals can pick at five, they lose out, which is very, very doable, with Trace McSorley running the show. You could talk about them working into the top three, maybe even into the top two, especially with, like, Chicago being feisty and weak. Um, you know, maybe they could slip up, win a game. Let me take a look over to Tankathon real quick, just to see where they're at. Yeah, Arizona's at five. They're tied with um, Denver and the Rams, which is technically Seattle and Detroit's pick. Um, I could, I, I mean, I see Denver or LA winning a game before I see Arizona winning a game. So they could work their way into the top three. I have no reason to think that they would try and screw that up by by trying to win for the rest of the year if hopkins stubs his toe they might as well put him on ir because there's no point in playing him the rams and like we've talked about at great lengths they their their <laughs> roster sucks it does. outside of kyler what do you think of putting the rams in front of the yeah, at the top of the pack because they have looked better since baker came Yeah, but and the Packers are good now. Again, we we can we can name one wide receiver on their team. One, Van Jefferson. Who's playing? Stop it! Fine, <laughs> fine. That one. Let's go, Van. You guys put you guys solidified yourselves at Van spot Jefferson. twenty-eight. Van Jefferson moves the Rams <laughs> up two spots. Um. Oh my God! I mean the way that the way that they blew that against Minnesota. I mean, I think that they probably rightfully deserve to be 31. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, man, that, that AFC South. Should we put... Else. Colts and Texans, last two teams here. It? No, 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 no. The Colts have won three more games than the Texans have. Now, that's a different team, but, I mean, you got Damian Pierce is done for the year for Houston. Uh, yeah. I forgot about that. That's true. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And and they're running. I cannot, for the life of me, understand for what reason the Texans of all teams are running a multiple quarterback system. Why? Why? Why are you playing? And it's not like a like a Taysom Hill package where you're like, okay, well, we're gonna put him in here to do like read options and stuff. They're just putting Jeff Driscoll out there to run the same pass sets that they're putting Davis Mills out there to do, just fifty percent of the time. It's lovely Why? because he was coaching at over at Illinois for a while and. That's how they did it in college ball. They just put up different quarterbacks in there. Right. So he's that. Uh, you throw an incompletion. Yeah. Exactly. You're coming like out, it buddy. It feels like that kind just of college vibe that the Texans have. Throw by the seat of your pants. And I think, honestly, like, Houston. I think that the weirdness of their operation is kind of why they've almost beaten the Cowboys and the Chiefs in the past two weeks. Like, it's just kind of, like, unheard of. Like, what is this team going to do? And then they come out and they run such a dysfunctional offense that, like, it kind of just freaks everybody out, I think. And it's like, what the fuck is this? And then all of a yeah. sudden you're going into overtime with the Texans. So, I don't know. I want to give them their flowers in some respect. But, I mean, the Colts, they were up on the Vikings 33-0 at one point. So, you know, that's... And also, Jonathan Taylor was out. The first play of the game. So, like, 
they got they accumulated all those points without Jonathan Taylor. You know, so my argument to put them in front of the worst worst team in the NFL. So, all right, man, how we feeling? All right. Feeling good. I'm a little sad. Little Rip Franco Harris. Um, if you wanted a reason to not listen to us anymore, Kane didn't know who Franco Harris was. So if you like wanted a reason to be like these guys know nothing about football, it's not these guys. It's just Kane. Kane didn't know Frank. Um, yeah, sad day though. Three days before he was going to get his number retired, before they were going to honor him for the immaculate reception against the Raiders. You know, 50 year anniversary. Passed away this morning. Very sad stuff. So, thoughts and prayers to his family. And uh, may he rest in peace. Yeah, I mean, I was not well-versed on the history of the Immaculate Perception and who was involved, but now I am. And uh, shout-out Franco Harris. I mean, it'll be even bigger now. That Like, this weekend will be even bigger. Like, I know, like, rest in peace, Franco Harris. But, like, yeah, they're going to make they're gonna do him right this weekend. So... All right, well, let's recap for our audio listeners out there uh, what we ended up putting together for our power rankings as we head into week 17? 16, heading into 16. 16, got it. All right, so starting out at tier one, are we sure we want to put the Bengals ahead of the Eagles? That was your call, dude. I think I the I the Eagles in front of the Bengals. You move them in front. Yeah, I think I don't think I can do it. Like I, because we already put a questionable team at two two weeks ago, and we see how that worked out. So let's stick by our laurels a little bit, make a last minute audible. But yeah. all right, uh, in our tier two, we have the Bills, Eagles, Bengals, Chiefs, Niners, Vikings, Cowboys, and Chargers. Then headed into Tier 2, we have, in order, obviously, the Dolphins, Lions, Jets, Jags, Commanders, Titans, Giants, and Packers. Then we move on down to Tier 3. We have the Seahawks, the Ravens, the Pats, the Raiders, the Steelers, the Panthers, the Bucks, and the Browns. And then to round it all out, we have the Bears, the Saints, the Broncos, the Falcons, the Rams, the Cardinals, the Colts, and the Texans. So, that does it for our Power Rankings episode this week. I'm sorry for such a long hiatus, but now that the boys are finally done the last half of the first semester, or the last part of the first semester, we'll be able to go in and we'll have fucking three, at least I will, I'll have three weeks of syllabus weeks. I've got two weeks of break. So, we'll be at... We'll be able to put out plenty of content over the next couple weeks. Uh, we'll come out with a preview episode previewing this week. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. Um, but yeah, hope you enjoyed. We will catch you later on this week. Peace.